look at all those fabrics. Wow. I know. <laughs> There's a lot. Better than my background. I've got the premiere in Marlborough. <laughs> oh. Welcome to Izzy and Gina in Stitches, informal conversation about life in general and art and creativity in particular with me, Izzy Moore, me, Gina Ferrari, and our special guest, Jane Emerson. Hello, Jane. Hello, Izzy. Hello, Gina. Hello. (laughs) It's lovely to be here. It's going to be fun. And just for people who don't know you, I've got a little bit of blurb here, so I'll read that um, to introduce you. Although I think most of our listeners will know who you are. So Jane is a practicing textile designer, author and tutor based in North Gloucestershire, UK. She has an MA in fashion from Central St. Martins and a first class degree in textiles from Loughborough College of Art and Design. And for the past 25 years, she's created innovative textile samples that explore the boundaries of modern embroidery, patchwork and needle felting. And these seeds of ideas have sold to clients, including Chanel, Calvin Klein, Nina Ricci. Louis Vuitton, Dior and Balenciaga. She predominantly uses vintage and reclaimed fabrics and her studio is a treasure trove of inspiration. And actually, I can see your studio behind you and those racks of fabrics. Jane regularly teaches experimental textile workshops and taught Kirsty Allsop how to needle felt on TV. She's written six books, Simply Felt with Margaret Doherty, and I have that book, The Impatient Patchworker, The Impatient Embroiderer. Yeah, hello, hands up. (laughs) (laughs) New from old, Simply Needle Felt and Boho Felt Crafts with Rachel Henderson. And during lockdown, she recorded three online courses experimental needle felting, no rules patchwork and water soluble magic. And Jane opened her membership, the No Rules Textile Society in March, 2021. And uh, yeah, we'll give out your contact details later on. For Yeah, we'll do that mm-hmm. at the end and we'll put them in the show notes as well. So yeah, it's wonderful to have you here. I basically love textile techniques, I think is what that, that said. We'll get on to more about it specifically what you've been doing and the sort of things you've been doing, uh, particularly with your courses and your memberships um, a bit later on. Uh, but for now, let's just have a little bit of a catch up. So Gina, how are you and what have you been up to? Have you been up to anything? I launched a course this week. So that was... Um... Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Sorry, didn't I tell you? <laughs> I knew you were videoing things. You knew I was doing it, yes. I thought I was starting to video things and I'm thinking, well, I've got another few weeks on this. Suddenly an email comes out saying, I've got a course, it's open now. I thought, how on earth do you do that? Because once I decide I'm going to do something, I do it. You know what I'm like. So it's, um, yeah, I, I can't let things go. It, it was a course that I had on Coursecraft and I've revamped it, redone a lot of the videos, wow. added a lot of extra bits because you get new ideas, don't you? So, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Needed to earn some money in January. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it looks, because I know that you have taught that one in person and it it looks really great. And um, I know also you've made some work using that technique and those pieces you've sold all of them, haven't you? Yeah. 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 So that looks like a really cool one. Paint, print, collage, stitch, if anyone wants it. So So, yeah. So combining your favourite things now, isn't it? Your paint and your print and Yeah. yeah. 
with a bit of stitch for mark making but that's yeah, so that's kept me busy so that's what i've been doing Dupes. So. so what about you I've not been up to anything. I've just had a family weekend away. So I am recording this. We are on the road recording. I'm in the Premier Inn in Marlborough. So I'm impressed. Very impressed. Digital nomad. I know. I'm doing the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm going to go and find a cafe and I'm going to do the whole digital nomad thing there and do the editing. Yeah. So I've not been up to anything much. I've done a lot of cooking. I've done a lot of family. I've not done a lot of anything else. So nothing to report although I am working on a little course and I keep promising it and it is happening just working out some ideas and I think I want to do a little freebie as well so I'm sort of trying to keep my ideas well this is a freebie and this is going to be a course and how I'm going to do it and how I'm going to structure it and of course as usual my brain just goes whee with all the different things I could do focus focus Izzy so that's my project for when I get home but for now, nothing else to report. How about you, Jane? What have you been up to recently? I'm thinking about that freebie thing too. I think I think it's really nice to do something like you, to tell people to sort of come into your house or your courses without kind of knowing how you teach. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to kind of come in and come in and see how it is, see whether you like it. You know. So yeah, I'm just working out fabric recipes for February, which will be the third year of it. And thinking that I might do a little freebie course, you know, so just mm-hmm. to more better explain it. Or I might just invite people into no rules where they can play along with us. So I'm not sure. It's always kind of um, at, like you, a million ideas and then going, hang on, can I do them all? How yeah. do we rein How it better- all in and bring it? Where actually are we trying to get to with this? What yeah. is just like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, I've, my friend Helen calls it um art permaculture so like when you're gardening you're kind of you know all things are kind of informing each other so yeah that's a nice way of looking at it yeah Yeah. it all yeah it all layers up nothing is ever lost but yeah I've always got a million things and I have to just focus down and go right for this hour I'm just going to do this because I seem to wear so many hats so So, Jane I think really for me and for our listeners tell us how it quickly how it all started and why textiles oh gosh well um had a really inspiring teacher at school I guess um and she's still my friend now good friend of mine now and she was yeah she was amazing and um and also my grandma used to do a lot of sewing but it was when really when when my teacher at school showed me that you could draw with the sewing machine I was like oh my goodness that's amazing. And I very nearly didn't do it because I really loved history too. But that is funny because that still comes into it because so much of the fabric that I use is vintage and I, I love fabric. And um, But yeah, despite the fact when you read out, I've got a master's and all that, I failed my art GCSE. So. Oh, that's <laughs> um, interesting. Yeah. I was first year, first year of GCSEs, which shows my age. I did O levels, James, so that shows my age. Well, I, I've got one O level, <laughs> <laughs> so I was that transition over. But um, yeah, so that kind of that was quite. I was like, oh, what am I going to do now? So, and also very much at that point, you know, you were encouraged at school to, if you could go to university, to go to university. Mm-hmm. So I had a place to study history, um, but the very last minute, I 
decided I was like I don't want to do this I want to go and do tech so I Brilliant. went BTEC in fashion which was amazing actually so I've sort of learned all the pattern cutting and everything and then some friends of mine were going to look at Loughborough and I kind of thought oh I'll just go for a day trip and was just blown away by the textiles and the creativity within it so I went there and then I think I failed my first year because the first year was all painting and drawing again and oh okay me you know I I kind of I'm really impatient but I'm kind of more of an inventor I think yeah so I've got a million ideas sparking off but it's more about process and like how something's constructed and my dad's an engineer and I'm sure there's something like come that comes from that but you're just playing with the structure of fabrics Um, although when we had to choose what we were going to do, I was like, went to the weave lab and was like, and I love weaves, but just looked and went, oh my God, I'm not going to thread up a loom. (laughs) So I did multimedia textiles. And once I was given a sewing machine and I could play again, it was great. And so I won all the competitions, you know, the national competitions. And, and then I was like, oh, right. Okay. And, and then I did a placement with Lewis and Lewis agent I think I don't know if they're still around but there was this concept that you could think up ideas for you know just churn out ideas and make these samples and then they would become prints and I didn't have to worry about how they were going to be produced I could just use my brain that was pinging out ideas to sort of make these yeah you were like the sort of an idea factory and what happened next is like well I don't I'm interested in the idea see that is genius and Mm. and in a way because last week we were talking about our limiting beliefs and so Gina talked about how she always had this thing about I'm not an artist because I didn't go to art school because you didn't study at a degree level Gina although you did you just didn't complete not for want of you wanted to oh no that was a lot later wasn't it yeah yeah it was a lot later but yeah as a you know left school you didn't go straight into art Mm. but I think what art school seems to have given you Jane is this sort of um is connections yeah and ideas of how you could turn this into a career whereas for us because we went in having already supposedly found a career except neither of us well, we both left our, our chosen careers in teaching because we didn't like it. And we decided to do what we were doing anyway as our new thing. So we went into it from that route. Whereas I think the art school experience, yeah, that gives you that get, yeah, you know, opportunity did just open my eyes. I was like, I had no idea. No, because who would know that that was a thing? Who no. outside of the industry, you wouldn't think that these textiles and things we see in the shops and whatever someone had to have come up with that initial idea when I did my final show it was very much kind of fine art textiles right directions, but on the wall you know and so I've been looking back at that recently and I'm kind of we'll come back around to that but that seems to be coming back around to that hanging on the wall thing but anyway so yeah from there I I got into Central St Martins to do fashion um, possibly from the dresses that were hanging on the wall that then were over my over my arm and I'd sit them to London. But then even then, there was a choice between print and knit and I kind of didn't want to do either. 
So I kind of just carried on doing embroidery on a course where there wasn't actually an embroidery <laughs> module. <laughs> so I just carried on doing that and, and making samples. And then at the end of my master's, um, a print agent came around and I was like, do you want to see my work? And they were like, well, no, we don't. We only use printers, you know, prints. Wow. Yeah. But they did and they took me on. And so I was with an agent called Hodgson Sellers for a really long time and they would that was kind of where the Chanel things were coming because they were the only people that had enough money to interpret my embroideries literally. Right. But a lot of the time I would be tearing up fabrics and making ideas for print, you know, and they were right. translated into some kind of... Into a graphic thing. form that could be... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they still kind of are now. So now I have a weave agent and sometimes... And that's kind of where I moved my embroideries into weaves that I could do on water-soluble fabric instead of on a loom, and I didn't spread the thing up. Everything is kind of based on, can I churn out ideas and ping them around? And that's kind of why I love teaching, because right. there's too many for me to ever do. So yeah, <laughs> you give the ideas or starting points to other yeah. people, and then they can go and explore exactly. and do all the... Yeah. And my impatience. So quite often, like, my agent would ring me and go, Oh, and you and you put together each one of these tiny individual pieces. And I was like, no, <laughs> I use this cheat technique to make it look like it was yeah. really. I suppose it probably would be really complicated if you had to make an entire dress from it. But, you know, so it's almost capitalizing on the bits that could be construed as, you know, not weaknesses. And what am I good at? And let's just do that. <laughs> Someone could say, oh, lack of focus. You know, why can't you yeah. just choose one thing? Actually, that's the whole point. You you are sort of, yeah, this ability to just fire off ideas in all different directions. If you were the one who was supposed to be producing a whatever, like a line of textiles or whatever, you would have to rein yourself in and you'd find that really hard. So it's, no, it's fantastic. I think it's it's genius. My score report actually once said, my lovely textile teacher, she wrote on my score report, Jane has wonderful ideas, but everything she makes just falls apart. Oh dear. <laughs> Focus on like, but, but, but no, you know, if, yeah. if I don't have to do that, that's if, fine. If it's someone else's responsibility to then create the whatever out of your idea, they can work out how to put it into, you know, large scale production or whatever. That's not your yeah, yeah. you've just given them that truth be told though still a lot of the collages that I make and I put on Instagram are not sewn up <laughs> but they're oh, really? still there waiting to be actually finished so I do have to kind of learn that a bit <laughs> <laughs> I'm ever going to put them on the wall so yeah so that's kind of how I how I got yeah. into it that's brilliant and then you wrote you wrote you've written was it six books you've written and also been on telly as well so how on earth did, how do you get, it sort of seems like, I mean, to us sort of, we're just sitting doing our own little thing in our own little corner of the internet. Does anyone know us? Does anyone know what we're doing? To sort of have, you know, really grown up, really sort of, yeah, to have published books and then also to be on television. So how did, how did that come about? So the books came, again, it's connections, you know, right, you're yeah, talking yeah. to people and, I had a studio um, over near Stroud and I was renting this part of a studio and doing my samples. And the guy next door was a photographer and he photographed craft books. So he was like, this is really interesting what you're doing. I was like, oh. really? 
do you think it is and he's like well next time the editor comes I'd like I really like her to see it and and I kind of joked with her and was saying about how impatient I was I was like really I want to write the impatient embroiderer and so you know we just we didn't write that one first but yeah we just started working on things and working on this felt book because I'd in between that I had a line which I did with my friend called salvage and it was it was jumpers so I was living in Portobello when I was at St Martin's one evening I, I needed to go out and somebody had given me a felted jumper and I didn't have something to go over this dress so I kind of cut it down the middle and embroidered with like water soluble you know sort of lacy tangly stuff all down the front of it wore it out that night and everyone was like oh my goodness this jumper's gorgeous <laughs> so I had a, a kind of label my own label in London and gosh how have I got back to this um, <laughs> so felting it sounds like yeah. get this. yes so I was doing lots of felting in the washing machine that was why I did simply felt and I did right. the washing machine part of it the easy right. bit and I confess that I still have never tried wet belting. So <laughs> right. So yeah. So Margaret did that part of the book and I did that one. And we kind of worked together on it. Um, and then I wrote The Impatient Patchworker, and I really never I, you know, you have to kind of I always say you have to say yes to things if you're a little bit scared, but also super excited. Yeah. Like jumping off a bit cliff and go, yeah, I'll just do it. Because the energy <laughs> will get you through and you'll work mm-hmm. out what you're doing along the way I guess yeah yeah I had all these sort of vintage books about patchwork and and I loved the fact that it wasn't a whole quilt and I just wanted to have little bits of patchwork like in your kitchen or you know like as a potholder or just just around so so I did that and that was an eye-opener I would say oh there's such a thing as a rotary cutter and a cutting man oh that's an impatient person's dream that's amazing so um, so I did that and then, yeah, and it just went on from there. And then I was teaching needle felting workshops. So I was also at that point working with FAF and they had the, the embellishers. Right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, these look amazing. And I do like a sort of simple sewing tool. I do like just a simple sewing machine that I'm not going to break. And this simple embellisher just did this thing, like meshing fibers yeah. together. So, yeah, I was teaching needle felting workshops and I think and the team from Channel 4, you know, just sort of rang me and said, can you teach Kirsty how to make a robin? And I was like, oh, I, I make fabrics. I don't really do <laughs> birds or things like that. But I'd just been teaching a 10 week workshop at um, Brewery Arts, New Brewery Arts in Sirencester. And my book, Simply Needle Felt had only eight chapters and it was a 10 week thing. So I was like, oh, we'll make birds, but we'll do them in a different way. We won't do them 3D with a single needle. We'll do them in an impatient five yeah, needle just, kind of yeah. two 2D shapes and put them together. And um, so I was like, oh, actually I probably can. But it was a funny thing because after I'd been on TV, everyone was like, oh, you're the Robin lady. And you made- <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> it was a one-off. <laughs> so it was it was quite strange to kind of do that but it was again it was such an experience that you know you want to go and do something like that and you know be on tv it was fun but but also not not great for marketing because they sent me the date that that program came out and literally my son was born about five days before so I was like oh hello turn my shop off (laughs) you know I'm not doing that so but you know brilliant thing to do it was wonderful yeah good fun I should imagine yeah 
yeah, I really cool. a different experience. Absolutely. So I'm intrigued by the whole idea of a no rules textile club. So tell, <laughs> tell us about no rules. <laughs> so in lockdown, I obviously had all my workshops cancelled and, you know, my agent wasn't going anywhere. And I was like, after about six weeks of going, okay, get my head around this. What am I going to do? Um, I, well, I started filming online courses, but I could see people doing things on Instagram and I wanted to do something. So I did a hashtag challenge called fabric recipes and it was so much fun and I think also I'd had like 25 years of my head spinning around with all these textile techniques and processes and I wasn't I was kind of working very instinctively but it felt a big muddle and I kind of wanted to sort it out somehow and I didn't quite know how and with these prompts I was kind of starting to put my things into boxes even though everything I make like your print stitch thing you know it's a combination of all these things but what would predominantly be like you know kind of modern lace or you know or the lace box started developing and the print box so we've done these daily prompts but sort of realized through doing this first hashtag challenge that wouldn't it be wonderful to focus on a on a you know on lace and what we could do with it you know so I just I did step felt really scary and I'd also been a member of Connected Artists Club for a long time I loved it but I did kind of I did miss talking about Stitch you know and 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 the possibilities and and I knew that they the way that they were talking was very much it was speaking my language but can I get together this mischievous group that kind of don't need a project yes and just want to play really explore you know so so yeah I opened it and it was it's just lovely we've got such a lovely group and it's quite small we all know each other and and yeah I've kind of just made a course at the start every month and then they were like we need longer to explore it so now I'm sort of make these courses mini courses every six weeks Hmm. and I sort of get to share everything I think that was the other thing that I felt like I had so many ideas inside me and I wanted to get them out right. and share them with people. And then the super exciting thing is then they're sharing so much back with you and the more you share, the more ideas you get and yeah. it just pushes you and it's it's magical really. So so that's kind of what that group is about. But we, I think we briefly talked before we were recording about that thing that it isn't a project or a finished item as yes. such, it's total, total permission to play, which is important whatever stage you're at yeah. in textiles. Yeah. yeah. Just to be able to play and have that permission and not think, oh, it's rubbish, you know. Or what's this supposed to be? Where am I going with yeah. this? Or what are you making? <laughs> which yeah. is um, what reminded me, because I had that book, that Simply Felt book, and actually the bit where you put the felt, things in the washing machine that's the about the only thing I didn't really oh that's <laughs> funny like, oh that's funny oh not sure about that <laughs> because I had learned how to do the wet felting and I think on the cover of the book there are these felt pots felt vessels quite minimal aren't they yeah yeah and I I made some for my mother I don't know whether she still got them so I got into making these 3d felt forms and I was playing with these and I also wanted to work out my brain was tick 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 how do I get see my thing was always how do I get stitch into this and I had this sort of guilt I've learned how to do all these things I've got the city and guilds blah 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 I should be stitching everything 
I've I've not got that guilt anymore, although mm. I do still tend to think, how can I stitch on it? But it's more <laughs> Yeah. Because I when yeah. you did your city and guilds, you were also learning sort of a process. So you kind of move that over to different mediums, you know, and use the processes that you kind of learned within that. And that's okay. And and also like the thing is, did you enjoy that half an hour of just playing? Was it really meditative? It doesn't matter if it wasn't a thing at the end of it, if you just had a lovely time doing it. Yeah. So going back to these pots and my experiments with stitch, the first time, so I worked, I was playing with um, really sheer fabrics, which Mm -hmm. I thought would felt into a surface and water soluble to stitch on them and trying to get words onto felt and felt it in. And so the first pot I made, I, I stitched, this is just a sample, felted it into this pot and and it was really quirky and wonky it's like if you do ever do pottery you know your first pot looks looks like a (laughs) five-year-old's made it it's just all wonky (laughs) and lumpy so it's this wonky lumpy pot that said this is just a sample and my husband's uh, colleague he was an art director at quite a big ad agency he came out they had a a day-long meeting I don't know why they had to come to our house anyway and he saw this pot and he looked at it for ages. He's like, that, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And I thought, are you just taking the piss? It's just a wonky pot. That says, he said, no. And I think it's the fact he said, this is just a sample. Yeah. I really love the idea of that. And it's also just really honest. Yeah. You know. And it's sort yeah. of the thing you can't then replicate it because the first one is the original. And that was why it was funny because it was so yeah. wonky. If I did it again, I would be more careful. I would think think more deeply, which is what I like about you, your ideas, your experiments, your fabric recipes. You can just capture that initial buzz of an idea, that initial experiment where you just sort of, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And it's got that freshness, that excitement. And if you then perfected it and you'd almost lose that spark wouldn't you that the thing that makes it special I kind of saw that there was a thing called fodder school which people use for collage oh yeah yeah and I was like oh god that yeah but that's kind of what I'm doing I quite often will be making things and they're not actually just throw away and it doesn't matter I do put them all into a suitcase or these various Mm -hmm. boxes and then at the minute we're doing a collage prompt so people are getting back out these samples ah. not a thing and then putting them together and then they become a thing with all yes. this interest in them and this this kind of yeah this brave experimental play becomes part of something else so it it's actually quite cool eventually it'll get used <laughs> or layered on top of with another technique <laughs> yeah because I mean Gina is a lot more brutal than me I do know that you you do throw stuff away don't you you've had big chuck outs like when you moved house yeah but I've, I've still got a huge box of all my old samples and things like that okay back from city and guilds and things like that I'm not a great sampler though I'm a do you real... go through them Gina because I think sometimes when you go through them like five years later you can go I feel a bit fickle sometimes. Maybe that's my fashion background, but I can go, I really like that now. Or sometimes jelly plate over the whole lot and go, oh God, I love the textures. And (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I forget I've got them. And sometimes I'll dig things out and use them in something else. But I'm sort of one for an idea and I've got to go for it and I've got to make something and not necessarily to get a finished result, but I don't know. I'm I'm less about sampling. And it's fine however we are, isn't it? 
just just I think working out how we work best sure yeah 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 I do I am a one for if I there's bits that get cut off the edges I keep all the edges I always keep the edges I've got pots and jars and boxes of scraps and bits I cut off or if I've been stitching on paper and I've trimmed it I keep all the trim bits with a little bit of stitch Mm. and what I was doing was making little cards like little art cards Mm. sort of make collaging all these bits together because yeah I just keep everything you just never know and you can't replicate that you can't stitch these little fragments to order to then make a composite it it Mm. works better like with the sort of college fodder idea taking little bits from here little bits from there it's a much more sort of organic process and you can't I think that's what that's what I love that then each piece is completely unique it can't be replicated you couldn't set out to make those could you no yeah because pieces are from different passages of time you know different yeah that impatient side of me loves the fact there's all the detail in that piece already (laughs) and so you are doing the fabric recipes again aren't you Yes, I am. I just do love it. I love I love the community of Instagram and everyone sharing and mm-hmm. seeing what they've got. And and just also that thing that I just said to Gina, just going back through old work and seeing it in new light and, you know, just kind of, yeah, you do see things differently when you sort of put a word on them. So when does that kick off? That's just so all the way through February. So, yeah, it's just um, the 1st to the 28th. And but I'm also thinking that I I want to share all the prompts so people can put them. I love this idea of kind of playing games and this because it's it's all very well to go or just play and experiment, but it is quite brave to go in there and just start sometimes, isn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I also really like this idea of kind of having a jar full of prompts and then pulling out two or three or one or whatever you want to do, Pretty and then together, yeah 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 you know and we've been doing in the collage prompt in no rules we've been talking about having magazine pages and just kind of pulling out colors from a magazine page that you like and the sort of yeah proportions of color so you could have that and then you could have like three random prompts and see yes. what you can make yeah I didn't realize that so many people sort of do that well I'd heard Claire Ben talk about this kind of right. gameplay and then I watched a film by Anne Sutton, who's a weaver, called My Bones Are Woven, which is excellent. I've heard of that. Yeah. Right. And I bought a book by her and she had written in this book that she played this game of chance with weaving and, you know, and just it just fires ideas. But also the no rules thing is like, well, there's no rules. If it, if it fires off an idea, but then you're not actually using the prompts, but you've started and it's exciting. That's the whole point. Yeah, that is yeah. what it's about. Yeah. It's a starting point, yeah. I did a little course in the summer with Tansy Hagen, her games for the little green caravan. Yes, I was going to mention Tansy as well. I haven't done that, but I'd love to do that course. It, exactly the same thing. Yeah, so she takes right, childhood games like um, pick-up sticks or tiddlywinks and then combines them in different ways to create these prompts for just things to explore in your sketchbook. Yeah. Brilliant. I love it. <laughs> So the fabric recipes thing as well, people don't need to do a new, it's not a new thing every day. So you can, like you say, go back through the archive and find something that you've done. Yeah. 
and share something yeah and I have my brain was going off going oh but then you could kind of do three days at a time do one sample over and layer it up with the next prompt the next day and I was like Jane you're making it complicated but it could be be. (laughs) (laughs) so that but that sounds like sort of because we always finish with some diversions and discoveries so that sounds like the super diversion for people to explore In terms of diversions and discoveries, I have got nothing. I've got nothing. I'm going to be head down and creating, and I've been doing family things. Uh, Gina, have you got anything? Nothing art or textile related. Went to cinema on Friday. Oh, super. What did you see? Empire of Light, about an old cinema in Margate. Well, it's it's not about the cinema. Well, it is. It's based in the cinema, but it's about connections and friendships and... um, Olivia Coleman, yeah, it's just come to me who's in it, but yeah, yeah, good, good film. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not had good reviews, and I nearly we nearly didn't go, but a couple of friends had seen it, so that's yeah. If you want to see a good film with a good story, yeah. not been to the cinema for a while, isn't it funny as well? You see a review, yeah. and you probably shouldn't really look, should you, before you go, no. because it's just someone else's opinion, you know. Absolutely, and like everyone I know who's seen it has enjoyed it, so yeah. What do they know, critics? Nothing. <laughs> Excellent. So that's mine. Quick one. <laughs> Jane, how about you? Have you got anything for us? Um, I think I might have said them all already. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I've just been I've been loving sort of looking at collage because that's what we're focusing on in in no rules and like I love another little film called Eventually I Broke the Rules by Sean Ooh. O'Hagan is an excellent, beautiful film about how, you know, her life and collage and textiles, really lovely. And I came to that through um, that, you know, you said it's not relevant, um, Gina, but, you know, connections and friendships and actually it all is, isn't it? Our lives are, those films probably informs what you're doing. So I love connections and friendships that I make. And through do I, I do reach out to people all the time on Instagram and talk to them. And so Margaret Ryle, who does beautiful collages, and she has um the wallpaper from houses where she is in New- Newfoundland. And um so she takes these wallpaper snippets, really old ones, and makes beautiful collages. And she was the one that told me about Shauna Hagen. And, you know, you just kind of when you when you connect with people whose work you like and it's exciting and it's wonderful. And then they share other things. And yeah. it's richer, isn't it? <laughs> it's really yes. good. Absolutely. I think that's probably why we like things like Instagram, isn't it? It's, it's those connections. Yeah. Yeah. Super. There's loads of things. I hope you you have been scribbling little notes, haven't you, Gina? Yeah. I'm, this is for show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Whether I'll make any sense of it or not. Your show notes will be long, won't they? <laughs> I'll be sending you messages, Jane, <laughs> saying, what was that name? There's loads of things I want to go and explore now. What have we been talking about? I do love sharing things. Oh, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Jane. It's been really lovely to talk to you and really interesting. And I hope our listeners think so too. I'm sure they do and will. So thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to Jane. And of course, as usual, if you've enjoyed listening, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. And if you listen on Apple or Spotify, do leave us a review. It's dead easy. Five stars. We'll be grateful. (laughs) It helps others find us. 
And again, if you're on Instagram, do share, tag us, etc., etc. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We don't know what we're talking about, but you know what's new. Um, you need to tune in to find out. And in the meantime, you can find Isabel and I at isabelmore.co.uk and me on ginaferrari-art.co.uk. And Jane, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Um, yeah, you can find me at my website at www.janeemerson.co.uk. So that's J-A-Y-N-E-E-M-E-R-S-O-N because it's, it's pretty tricky to spell. And I'm Jane Emerson Textiles on Instagram. Or no, at No Rules Textile Society. I have two Instagram accounts. So Brilliant. Well, we'll put all the links in the show notes anyway. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Right. <laughs> we must crack we on. Need to crack on. Hello and welcome to Izzy and Gina in Stitches with me, Izzy Moore. And me, Gina Ferrari. And this week, a special guest, Jane Emerson. We've lost Jane now. Uh, where's our special guest? She's gone. <laughs> I'm so distracted because my phone's ringing. <laughs> I'm just going go away. I'm so sorry. Sorry. No, no. These things happen. It's life, isn't it? Should we just start again? Okay. I had a feeling that this would be a fun one and that <laughs> we would... Yeah. Thank you for listening if you like the music it's by ixon and you can find it at soundcloud.com slash ixon and the link is also in the show notes